Wagwan people, Kilod Shele, what's going on? We are. What's black? Tune in with us every Wednesday where we unpack the meaning of black. I'm Alicia. I'm Delapo. I'm Leanne. And we're all from London. Thanks for joining us in season one where we shine the spotlight on black as a racial identity. Covering its origins all the way to its present day use and understandings of the term. And we explore this through social commentary and more. So, hi guys. Welcome uh, to our conversation today on Black is a Joke. I'm Alicia. We've got Leanne in the cut. We've got Delapo in the cut. Now's the horns time. Now is the do 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 and so today we're having a look at comedy and I guess black voices in comedy and even non-black voices and their portrayal of black comedy Um, so to get right into it what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a video released by the BBC which is a famalam sketch famalam tends to be a slang term for the homies anyone familiar with the term famalam yeah, you man are my family now, isn't it? Yeah, uh, proper, proper. No one uses that. Did you guys actually no say that? that no did, yeah, did, we, yeah. did we actually like say mom, that? I'm like, does actually anyone say fam-lam? What's good, famalam? What's good? You fam-lam? never used to say famalam. No, I, yeah, I, I think fam-lam. I did small, but you yeah. know, I'm just not going to admit it. That's my famalam, isn't it? Um, wow. I feel like you still use it's it because <laughs> you know what in my head yeah no one could tell me that I didn't create the phrase like no one can tell me in my head create hold on I whoa whoa, I'm, whoa. I'm just, saying, just play the audio let's just... hear first anyway <laughs> let me play the audio okay let me turn up my volume Yes, and welcome back to Countdown, the game show about spelling and thing. Sean, mm. tell me, girl, Carol, which letters you want upon the board. All right, then, Carol. Ooh, well, I'm Carol. <laughs> I can put two picnic in your barrel. <laughs> mm. Give me a vowel. Mm. And another vowel. And a consonant. And a vowel. And another vowel, and a consonant, and a consonant. I'm just going to stop here, because after this point, we get the clock strike. And to put things, I guess, in a, in a more polite manner, uh, the clock strikes using his penis. Mm. What a wow. What a wow. And to say the least... That was a little bit inappropriate, in my view. I don't know. Some people might be a bit more sexually liberated and find that acceptable. I personally don't. Um, So I thought what was interesting about this video is that it's written by black writers. And Mm -hmm. obviously the, the characters are portrayed by black actors. And so it sort of beckons the questions for me um, first, why is it acceptable to perpetuate the stereotypes of black people in this instance 
Jamaicans because hypersexualized. Mm. Um, and why is it that black people, i.e., these black writers, drew on those stereotypes as opposed to new narratives of black people and black voices? And why is there uh, always a constant sexualization of black bodies? And this is not just something seen in this one family lamp episode, but also seen in shows like Little Britain with the black face characters. And you mm-hmm. can sort of see it um, constantly in movies and in TV scripts. Um, so I just wanted to open up the floor to you guys. Thoughts on this episode or even TV oh. shows alike? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what's interesting from this is that it's, it's shocking, but it's also not shocking. So like it's shocking, but it's also very familiar. Mm. And what I mean by that is that I feel like the comedy, whilst it's inappropriate for those who identify with the characters on the screen, Mm. um, for whatever reason, same ethnicity, same culture, um we still kind of accept not accept but expect I should say something like this to be portrayed um because the sexualization of say Caribbean culture in particular is something that I'm kind of aware of and quite familiar with Mm -hmm. and sadly uncomfortably comfortable with like you're uncomfortable because ultimately it's it's taking the piss out of your culture um but society has somewhat normalized it so that you force yourself to be desensitized to how inappropriate some of these references are Mm. so for me this episode and and being on the audience end of it really gave me an opportunity to look into what have I allowed people to get away with (laughs) like have I actually allowed and not called out a lot of things that are really really inappropriate so much so that this is now mainstream TV entertainment. Mm. And, and who ultimately is, is um, the intended audience? That was the second point that I thought would be quite interesting to draw. Because it is BBC Three, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that speaks volumes, right? You've got conservative BBC. Mm. Some people um, say it's left wing. They're all crying out now saying, I'm not paying my TV licence. You, mm. you BBC, you're too left. Mm. There's all that, there's all that. So. I guess the question is, like, when you say, why have you allowed um, people to get away with it? Do you reckon there's justification for, I guess, this sort of portrayal? Because it was black writers and it's black actors. And it's, hey, this is us telling our story, but in a way that makes it laughable for a white audience to see. But Mm -hmm. me personally found offence. Like, I'm I'm not a Jamaican man, innit? But I was like, oh, like, wow, that was, that hit a chord with me. Yeah. So do you feel like maybe there's justification for, listen, it's not offensive because everyone, everyone in the room was black when we wrote it and we all laughed. Do you want to get on that? So I think, I think the issue, I think the issue is like comedy, comedy, the, the issue with comedy is like the comedy always sort of has to offend to an extent i don't know i don't know uh, why but, mm. huh? always I, I, always, did, I disagree doesn't always have to offend i think it's always on the edge of offense like okay that, yeah mm. um but i think i think i think okay for me and i think this is something that we're going to see the whole of the series is like 
I think once you continue to see that these um, there are particular stereotypes that are continue to be pushed, mm-hmm. it, it, it beckons the question why. Do you know what I mean? Like when it comes to black people, I think there are three things in particular that are always like, pushed about like black people. And this, you've mentioned one, the over-sexualization of us. You have to make jokes of that. I think the intellect as well, that we are sub... Mm. We're, we are sub... Um, we're not as intelligent as as other people as well. Um, and there's also this thing as well about like violence. So, and I'm thinking like, mm. bro, like you can make other jokes and you can make other... Um, you can you can you can refer to other things um as well but why is it these three things that for all the time that um is always mentioned and is always the things that are made fun of and what are the implications of that as well so like what are the implications have always been seen or always been laughed at as like the the funny the funny dumb one the set over sexualized one um and what are those implications to us as a community mm. I think what's interesting about those three things that you've said, the sexualization, the intellect, the violence, is that these tend to be like tools that keep us, I guess, systematically behind. So sexualization, I guess, was used um, as a commodification of of black women uh, during slavery, uh, having a laugh at their, their bums and their body their lips and and I guess still the human zoo um mm. so so there's that um saying that we're not we're not as intelligent I guess because we had a whole different language when taken from our home origins ha- saying that we didn't have a, a language that would have helped to dehumanize us again um saying that we're not we're not smart helps to dehumanize um it's sort of used as a justification as to why we don't get many opportunities in education or why we don't get opportunities in in our jobs in professional spheres and then violence tends to be a, a justification for why so many of us are incarcerated and why there's a disproportionate um connect between those that are in prison and people who are actually in in the wider population um so i guess those are sort of the reasons why it's pushed in the media uh, because yeah. so many people have access to the media, we're so influenced by the media today in this 2020, this 21st century, I guess these are why they have to sort of, these are the narratives that have to be pushed. But my question is like, why does it have to be pushed by these black writers? Is it is it for money? And if it's for money, like why, why so, is the money more valuable than our... So I- yeah, so at this point, I think, like, it's important that, like, so yeah, so now we're seeing, I think that, I think there's two things here. So now we're seeing, what we're seeing is that we're seeing a more of an influx of black um, creatives within our, within our sphere, within our TV, within, yeah. um, within, within the media, um, which is somewhat like a good thing. But then I think it's important to look back um, and also like address actually, okay, cool. So prior to black people taking on these role um take having an ability to create for themselves on national tv who was perpetuating blackness first and and i think if we look if we look back like i think you mentioned little britain before particularly like 20 years ago you had little britain on tv um fam 
what, what there's they have plenty they have plenty plenty of essentially blackface of um what well, the fat the big Ali black G, Bo Selector, yeah, then you see like, yeah. Ali G as well, uh, Bo, Bo Selector, um, Booyah Kasha. Is it because I is black though? Is it because I is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you've had all of those um, representations of, of black people now. And this is what my issue is with diversity. So we talk about diversity in the sense of um, that different people, like different ethnic groups are able to take up spaces. But are they only able to take up spaces based on the structure that already existed? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Explain what you mean by that. So, so what we're what we're seeing. Now I can explain that, actually, so. if you don't mind. Yeah, no, because I, I, I think I understand what you mean, and I realise I've been awfully quiet. Um, <laughs> basically, the the image of blackness was already constructed by white. Um, comedians and that image has then paved the way for how black comedians to follow should fill up those spaces so the narratives that black comedians portray were already predetermined by these white comedians Mm -hmm. and the narratives that black comedians will continue to portray has is still very much connected to that original structure which is what Delapo says or narrative um, that was determined by white people. And I, I think this nicely relates to a point that I want to talk about because I don't know if any of you guys, if you're aware of, if you study classics or whatever, but I remember studying, when I did classic classical civilization in school, I remember learning about Aristotle and mm-hmm. I remember learning about something called catharsis. Um, so catharsis is, if any of you have seen the film Purge, The Purge, um, it's a similar concept. It essentially is a way through art that an audience can purge through difficult emotions. Yeah. And so the art that's being played on the stage would in, would be intended to provoke those kind of emotions. So people that like fear, fear, fear feeling fear would go to the, to the um, art show and watch a play evokes that kind of feeling so they can purge out that feeling and feel better after it I kind of feel like black comedy today is another way in which an audience can feel comfortable with the disrespectful images that they have of black people but I think it makes sense that these images exist when you think about what black even was created to be as a racial social construct, it makes sense that like, you know, black comedy perpetuates black people as being un- un- uh, uneducated or hypersexualized or dehumanized because that was what black was imagined and constructed to be um, from its inception. But I think that we have this image of blackness still to this day. Mm-hmm. White people feel very co- uncomfortable with it it's not socially acceptable to have these images or have these feelings towards black people in everyday society, but it's okay to do it when you come to a comedy show. So you can purge through those feelings and yeah. you can use your pol- political correctness because it's okay within that space. It's a safe space, essentially. Um, you've just touched on, you've t- just touched on something, um, a quote actually that I wanted to say as well. Like, I don't know if any you know the real McCoy. Hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah, like that was like a, that was like a comedy series in the UK. Um, I believe, like in the early twenties, in the early twenties, early noughties, um, or just before in the nineties as well. 
And there's a guy, Felix Dexter, he was talking about um, Ali G. Mm. And I, I just, I think, I think it sums up what you're saying as well. He said that basically, um, I feel that a lot of the humour is laughing at black street culture and it's being celebrated because it allows liberal middle classes to laugh at our culture in a safe context where they can retain their sense of political correctness. There so I, I, yeah, yeah. So I think that literally sums it up as well. Like, it's a thing of, you don't have to, those are stereotypes that you already have. And it goes mm. back to your whole point. There's a stereotypes you already have and it allows you to be able to, 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 to enjoy it, to enjoy it, and not confront that those stereotypes. Like in a, oh, it's just, it's just comedy, isn't it? Mm. It's just comedy. But then, like, I get it in the context of the what did you say, the early noughties or the late noughties. I get yeah. it. I get it for that time period. Like, I hear it. What do you mean you get mm. it? Like, I get why it's okay to laugh away, I guess, the, the sort of pain, the anguish, whatever. I get why it's funny to white audience in, in that context. Yeah. Mm. It's a different time period. In the wake of, of Black Lives Matter again, and I'm going to say again because it happened a few years back, but I guess it didn't pick up as much traction. Why, like, why, like, it shocks me that something like this sort of Famalam sketch can be released in, in the movement of, of Black Lives Matter. Like, how, how is it that we're laughing okay. at the I'll... very Black lives we say are, are mattering? So, yeah, but hold on. I, can I quickly oh. say something to Lapo? Sorry. Mm. Controversial. Mm. So apologies for anyone who finds this problematic or offensive but not apologizing for my opinion um if black lives were intended to not matter then how do black lives matter like Mm. and ultimately Mm. as long as black people are racialized they are inadvertently the subject of um whiteness and so if we're the subject of whiteness who has the authority to dictate what black is and what black isn't it's Mm. it's whiteness so Famalam is another byproduct of that construct. Like, mm. they, once somebody has the pen for your mm. book, they dictate what is appropriate and what isn't. Black Lives mm. Matter to me and the recent resurgence of the movement yeah. is questionable because it arguably is challenging the idea that whiteness has the pen to write the story. Mm. It's like, why all of a sudden has Black Lives been been considered to matter when they were one created to not matter and two everybody knows that they don't matter so all of a sudden whiteness is endorsing the idea that black lives matter it's questionable but I think don't be misled into thinking that because there's been a resurgence of black lives matter that Mm. suddenly people actually think black lives matter it just might be that the white white man or whiteness is still holding that pen and narrating the black story but that what they're narrating into the black story is the idea that black lives matter but that doesn't necessarily mean they matter because if they did matter black people would be holding their own pen to their own story i i think i bruv like, that's spot on and there's Thanks, bo- the lapo. No, it is, it's spot on, no, I think it's spot on. Go like, on, flip it, like, flip it. I'm not flipping nothing, bro. You don't need to allow it. You're from think... American. Yes. <laughs> so, you lot are, you're unserious individuals. Always. <laughs> um, but I Permanent think it... abuse, just constant abuse from you. No. No. 
I think I think it's important. I think it's important what you're saying there in terms of who's writing the script. Um, and I don't know if any of you have read British by Afro Hirsch. I tried. I'm not gonna lie. I did try. Oh. It was okay. a struggle. I don't know if it's because it was on the Kindle, <laughs> not free promo to Amazon, but um, it was it was a struggle. What did you think? No, so What's like, the point. She has yeah. a chapter. She has a chapter called uh, Bodies, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to like put put some out there, something out there. But I think it speaks to what you're saying as well. It's like. So she, I'll read it, I'll read it. It says, why are black men willing to actually embrace the myths of hypersexuality and of normally large endowment? Um, the number of things that have been said about black men in this country, for the most part, have been about as negative as you can possibly get. Professor Herbert Samuels relaying the African-American experience offers one explanation. If someone says some, something that you are good at, sex or that your penis is bigger than anyone else's and that's about the only positive thing that you can get out of all the negatives to a certain extent and i think that speaks to what you're saying like so like bruv we're not writing this it goes we're not writing the script about ourselves mm-hmm. so like when we do get positive representation so even in family land for instance when they are doing this doom, 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 and a massive penis drops down as the clock right mm-hmm. people are the reason why the black community, yes, it's a shock factor, but at the same time, maybe why there wasn't an, a complete out, outcry or, or mm. something that actually black creators thought was somewhat acceptable is because it still, to an extent, can perpetuate something. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's still a trope, but it's, a, it's one of the positive tropes that is said mm. about um, the black community. But, but what when what we are negating from that is as well is that you cannot take one small thing that is positive and not look at the wider picture so if someone's saying you have a big member for instance and you're not taking into consideration how um black men are feared or how black men feel like if they if they when they get into white spaces that they have to make themselves look smaller um Mm. so they're not intimidated if you don't take that all into consideration then you're, you're you're missing you're missing the bigger picture of how people are perceiving you and also the script that is written about you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And ultimately, you've got to think about, I guess, um, I think you've probably already said this, but what it even means to say that a black man is more endowed down there. Um, it is basically saying that they're closer to being more animalistic. And, you know, this idea that they're, they're reproducing machines, which is essentially what black bodies were um, when they were enslaved you know because that's what their role was it was to be commercially useful and vital and um um, be commercially profitable so to work the fields and be strong and healthy and reproduce to create more slaves and so that narrative came from a very dark place and to laugh at it today um not only i think almost like essentializes it and crystallizes it in time so it perpetuates it but it also like it also makes it okay because you laugh at it and I I did want to make one last point about just the role of like I think when when they say what do they say about kids who have like fears of monsters being in the cupboard um I don't know if this is the actual advice or if this is just a Caribbean parent mum's advice Mm -hmm. but you just laugh at what you're scared at (laughs) Like mm-hmm. you don't, you don't fear nothing. So you walk into circumstances and one of the ways to not fear is to laugh. Mm. And I think sometimes 
when you laugh, you diminish the thing that you thought was so big and overwhelming into something small and you you understand yourself as bigger than that thing. So I think there's a point to make about how laughing at somebody can make the person who is laughing feel bigger about themselves. Yeah. And whether that diminishing of black people, diminishing of people of African descent is another way to kind of clip the wings and to like depower that what's the word reduce the power of black people to make those who laugh at them feel more powerful and better about themselves and just to speak on that as well I think I I, again I I agree I agree that actually actually as well like the same the, the same people that we see or even within the black community now even in the UK let's make it a UK thing right now all the same people that we see that are like big black comedians they tend to they tend to um perpetuate sim- similar similar things um which which can add to your point um Leanne. um and i think i, I just want to throw some examples oh, you can call me auntie it's okay no, auntie, <laughs> <laughs> auntie. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I want to throw some. I want to throw some examples here. And think. Go and flip it. Throw it. Go on already. About flip it. I'm not flipping that in. But like, Dash it. Right, so people that people I look at and I still celebrate them within our black community. But also, as well, I think it's time to really start ask questions. So like, we have Big Shaq. Skin it, pop, pop, and it's good. Wow. So I've been practicing. Yeah, man's got that. You have the RF. RF. I don't think you're listening. Oh um, yeah, was wait, list. what was his yeah, what was his thing? What was the RS sketch again? Didn't he have a song? Yeah, um can't remember what that the thing that went viral. Boom. You wanna war me? Me? I will oh bro, it's been a long time. Bro, it's I been a be really long, long time. Me, raw. Okay, cool, bro. It's an audio don't, here though. So jealous <laughs> me. Yeah. Don't jealous me. Uh, Why the immigration? Yaman beans. What I do to them, this bloody immigration. And another bro, one. you're singing it with your chest. You're enjoying yeah. it. Big. I, used to, I, used to the, I used to be part of the problem, bro. Um, Don't I, I, I enjoyed it. And KSI as well. So these are all. <laughs> you lot are laughing. But my teeth. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me look at it, bro. Um, my teeth um, got what? This one. This one one thing, um, one like one video here. If KFC closed down, eighteen million views. Another one, um, black. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it up as well. Um, what is like to be black? Twenty four million views. Where he's literally running around with KFC and <laughs> and running away from police. Do you know what I mean? So it's like all these all these people that I mentioned, and there's a reason why I mentioned all four of them in various times in the last. 15 years, I'd say, like YouTube era sort of thing, they have all been people that have transcended the black community. So obviously, like I said, uh, Big big Shaq, um, RS, Don't Jealous Me, and KSI. Um, but I feel like we celebrate them within the black community. But then again, I think, I personally feel that they, they've only made it because they exhibit these tropes of mm. these negative stereotypes of um, black people. And I don't know if they would be as big as they were if they didn't. What do you guys mm. think? It's interesting that you mentioned all of those people because to me, yeah, the difference between like K 
KSI and um, and like Big Shaq. Yeah, is I guess the comfortability for me as a as a black audience member. Yeah, because when I hear Big Shaq and and his 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 rapping, I just feel I feel that home. I feel comfort. Like it, nothing he rapped about. Okay, fair enough. He he was. I don't know why. Sorry to cut you loose, but I don't know why. I just had an image of you putting it on as like, you know, when people put sleep sounds on to go to sleep. I just had an image of you putting that on, and the thing goes. No, but like it, he didn't because he's not, he's not rapping about anything that's necessarily that harmful to me. It didn't. The thing goes. No, I I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. But I know that's a joke thing. Like, I know it's a joke, and he did it, fair enough, the song keeps playing, yeah, but he yeah. did it one time. Like, it, it wasn't, it's not like KSI where every single video he released was black people with chicken, black people <laughs> with, with police. Do you know what I mean? Like, to me, what he did there was more harmful than Shaq. Okay, so what, and, go on. Like, I hear, I hear that, like, they've sort of used these black stereotypes to, to get into the mainstream. It's, it's just, I want to, I want to, I want to separate them as artists because what Big Shaq did wasn't necessarily as, as harmful. Whilst it's funny, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm going to gun a man down and all these things that they'd be rapping about in, in actual like releases of music. But I agree, I agree, just quickly, I agree. And I also think that, like, the, I, the caveat that I want to make there as well, like, someone like uh, Big Shaq, for instance, or Michael Dapper, remember, Michael Dapper, mm. his, he, he was doing, like, Swill. Mm. Um, I forgot what it stands for, but, like, that wasn't the only character that he had. There were yes. other characters. Um, Atu, 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 what's that? The Nigerian the, uncle. The uncle, a fairy, a fairy? Yeah, the Uber driver and things like that. Yeah. But, for me, what's what it speaks to is, of course, why why is it that out of all his characters, right? Yeah, not five characters. What out of all his characters is that skidded it pop pop and I'm not gonna lie, because it's just it's because it's funny. It's funny. The beat was hard. Yeah, but what I think what Delapa's saying, or rather, I don't know Delapa if this is what you're saying, but certainly this is what I think. It's why do we find it funny? Because even me, like through personal development oh. and, and working mm. on myself, I've been looking into like, what is it I la- laugh at and why? Or what is it I cry mm. at and why? And I think when you ask that why question, that's when you go into that critical like, analysis part of yourself. Like, why do I find it funny? Like, why do I find mm. it um, appropriate to comment on black women with BBLs? Like, I don't do that. Mm. I just realized like wait a minute I don't you do, do that. you with your body <laughs> I don't do that but I know I know a lot of people do and mm. I know that it's like a trending topic like oh she got botched like oh her body flopped but why is it that that's what we're doing and what are we what are the consequences and the um co- yeah what are the like what are the issues in do- from doing that are we just perpetuating mm. the idea that it's okay that women are so objectified and that their bodies have to be perfect, even though we're talking about it as a joke, but is it okay? So I think it's about understanding jokes as weapons and they come mm. with a lot more weight than we give them credit for. Um, Thank you for that, actually, because a penny dropped. Like, I, I thought about why I find that sketch funny and I find it funny because, like, okay, I'm not hating on anyone's hustle in it. You do you. 
but to me the comedic value is that that's what most rappers look like to me because rap yeah. isn't my genre in it but that's that is what I hear so mm. it's funny to me because it's like okay yeah that's that is literally it's come out of my brain that's what I see mm. so it, it was jokes mm. but now I'm like for me for me funny man no funny. I agree I so I agree I think that there, there are there is something there about these characters that mm. you can look at certain people that you might miss in your community and maybe yeah. it's resonate with. But I also, I think it's deeper than that. I think there's an, there's an element of understanding that particularly us that grew up in this country, that mm. you are product of your environment and what mm. we internalize and what we, what we deem to be acceptable is what is perpetuated within our environment and, and what we've grown up on. So mm. I think, that like even with I can't lie and not say that these things I didn't find funny and that like, even Mr. Don't Jealous Me shout out to the OG like talking about immigration I don't I'm not find those things if mm. I was to say I don't find those things funny I'd be lying but it, I think it speaks to it, it speaks to more than just what we see in our um, within our own with our own daily lives it speaks to what we are told and what we deem is is part of the black community. Or what yeah. what blackness is, um, and that was what I tried. That was what I was I was trying to like even have a conversation with myself about. I'd be like, rah, okay, what do I actually deem as as black culture? Um, yeah. And it does tend to be it does tend to be um, those sort of it, those sort of tropes. Whether it's about like yeah, violence, um, sexuality, or like you're just dumb. Mm. And RS sort of plays plays that, that trope as well. Well, question. So it seems like we all seem to agree that the narrative that black comedians play into today, or rather the narrative that black comedy f- plays into today, so whether that's done by black comedians or not black comedians, was kind of set by a white construct um and that Mm. construct dictates what the boundaries of acceptability are Mm -hmm. and that's why it's problematic and so us having this conversation has revealed that but there is a part of comedy i don't know if you lot caught the mo gilligan show on um the channel but i think it's black british and funny yeah Yeah, the channel Mm -hmm. four so the mo gilligan so mo gilligan's a new age comedian but his show basically explores the legacy of black comedy in Britain, going from the old school dons like Slim, who I absolutely loved growing up, Eddie Caddy, Tina Yashere, even Angie Lamar, bro. And these old school donnies that I've never even heard of, to be fair. Um, to the Teletubbies new... guy, bro. I don't who? know, the green Teletubbies guy. Green? What, I'm the Teletubbies guy was black? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was there. He was in the doc. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Wait, what? The Teletubbies were people? Oh, I'm done. <laughs> All right, thank you for tuning in to episode of us black. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. they never spoke. Yeah, okay, land. sorry. We yeah, are land. Okay, I'll land. I fire my force. You must land. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the conclusion to what I'm saying is that I feel. Um, to be honest, I really did just lose my point because I just deep that the green teddy tubby is black. So I don't know if I can continue. <gasps> the green one. And the green one's called Dipsy. No, I'm upset. <laughs> I am upset. The racial oh, undertones. Huge rake. Upset. Upset. Okay. 
let me see if I can let me see if I can help you. So you're talking about like so all of these because I watched it right and yeah. what I got from the whole thing as well is like oh yes have... I got it now thank you, you that it. helped can I can I finish yeah please <laughs> okay so the first thing I said was that we all agree that white people have dictated the narrative that black comedy has to play into and that's why the boundaries are unacceptable um, by black standards or African diaspora standards but white people dictate those standards so that's why it is what it is to this day and that's why we get reoccurrences of things like blackface slip of the tongues racial slurs that people shouldn't be saying but they still say to this very day because we don't have the authority to dictate the boundaries but at the end of the Mo Gilligan show, there was a comedian. I'm not sure what his name is. Um, we can cue the audio so you can hear it um, after my point. But basically, he says and he makes the point that black people themselves do actually have the autonomy and the authority when they are telling their comedy. And what they do is they themselves are trying to purge from the the harshness of their experiences in everyday society being black people he said it's not an easy existence that black people have you know they're racialized they're discriminated against and you know poverty and social inequality and all of these things so when they get on the stage it's an opportunity for black people to laugh away that kind of pain and then he said at the end because if we don't laugh it away well let's just cue the audio in it cue audio take people from their country of origin yeah, put them on a boat, take them 400 years away from their names, their language, their religion, and then find out that every morning when they walk amongst you that they've got smiles on their face, shows you, we can do jokes, master, yeah? Because without the jokes, trust, there would be revenge. I'm just joking. <laughs> I think it's interesting, basically. But I think my question there is, I think there are two types of comedians within our community. And I think there are those that talk about our reality um, and those that perpetuate stereotypes, which do have an element to reality as well. But like someone like Eddie Caddy, for instance, I wouldn't necessarily put him in, a, in the category of um, those who perpetuate stereotypes. I think he talks really? about culture. Go on. How? The so African talk- man stereotype? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he talks about... that. He's an African man, though. Yeah, but he look, he doesn't speak the way he speaks when he's doing the caricature. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's that, there's that. But he's referring he's referring to a part of his or, or culture or part of his identity in order to, to laugh about that. I don't, Is he so the there's, British there's... equivalent of um, Michael Blackson? Uh, no, nah, Michael Blackson puts on no, that accent. No, Michael Blackson. No, Michael Blackson is a slightly different. I think, I think he goes on the side of like the whole hypersexualization part of it. You can, you can add Michael. Oh, I wouldn't sexualize him. I mean, like in terms no, of but that, no, Mike Gilligan, though. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, like in terms Adel. of um, Adel, in terms of like what you're saying about um, being an African man. But putting on like Michael Blackson puts on like yeah, a, but it's a approach that attached to it. That's what I'm talking about. The values that are attached to it. So okay. like Michael Blackson will put on the accent, but also be talking about like like he'll be having like white women in his videos. I'm trying to remember. I can't think. Oh, there's some other there's some other things um, which I don't have to hand right now. But 
I think there's a distinct. I, I think going back to my point, I think there's a distinction between being able to even laugh about your own community um, and talking about like cultural things, which I would allude like if I, if I'm wrong, let me know, or if you disagree, let me know. I would allude like someone like Eddie Caddy, like he'll talk about Jay Rice. He might talk about um, he might talk about like some of like British culture as well, looking at it from maybe from an African perspective of when he came in, like that was in the Mo, Mo Gilligan thing. Um, I think that's different to mm. them perpetuating things that, again, go to the three main things I talked about. Violence, hypersexualization, and black people are dumb. Mm. And I think, I don't, and the, the reason why I make that distinction is I think there's a glass ceiling for those who do talk solely just on a cultural basis mm. and those who solely just talk on a on a trope basis, if that makes any sense. I Those think you're who... making a really good point, Delapo. I just, like, the penny just dropped. Sorry, I interjected, but can I interject? No. Yeah, this? please. I think, like, I'll keep my point brief, but basically it's about accessibility. Yeah. Because ultimately it's, like, the comedy that's being portrayed. Can people of a kind of wider audience access the comedy portrayed by Eddie Caddy if it's a very like culturally nuanced kind of caricature but if someone is accessing the comedy sketch where black people are being caricatured as violent or hypersexual that probably and arguably is a more wider like accepted image of blackness and therefore it's more accessible like you get it you get what is happening on stage but if mm-hmm. like if I was a white person and I've grown up in suburban Watford for example I don't know Will somewhere, you like shut that. Up? <laughs> somewhere queer out of London <laughs> and <No. laughs> imagine I don't know somewhere I don't know just Watford yeah. just for argument's sake and um I sit in the audience, I get my ticket to an Eddie Caddy show and he gets on stage and he makes a joke about Gary. First of all, do I even know what Gary is? That's the <laughs> yeah, first yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 Second yeah, yeah. of all, am I even going to understand what he's saying? That's the other thing. So I think it's about the accessibility of the joke and I think it speaks volumes mm-hmm. when you see who, like you said, there's a glass ceiling for the people like Eddie Caddy, but when you see those who are on mainstream, and you see what jokes that they're portraying on the mainstream, it beckons the question, it, or it highlights, I guess, it's a reflection of what the wider held image is of black people, isn't mm. it? Because ultimately that's why they got there because they can relate to a wider audience. Mm. And so, there's yeah. someone that we haven't Hardy actually mentioned. Out but then question like, um, I don't know if you guys, well, of course you guys are gonna be familiar with, you know, the comedian and um, Gina Yashere. Yeah, a lot I of just her... mentioned her earlier. Yeah, a lot of her her sketches or like um, her stand up tends to be centered around like the differences between black and white communities. So mm-hmm. I was watching one of her um, one of her stand ups earlier today, where she was sort of talking about where was it Cleveland, and she's talking about there was a kidnap that happened in Cleveland, and she was sort of talking about that, and when when the end you said about accessibility arguably she makes her comedy st- sketches like really accessible for mm. all audiences because she doesn't necessarily isolate or even okay fair enough she used to do it in in Lenny Henry show but that's in that her was my point yeah I know I feel like she evolved in, a little bit she has and I feel like she's moved away from that but then the question yeah. is why is she not 
held up as much as other other comedians even though she sort of relates to a wider audience I don't Mm. think she's she's held as like a huge comic now but like if she continues with that it'd be be interesting to see where her career would be now yeah Um, Yeah. where her career would be now but then I think another example today would be like we didn't we didn't touch on them but like Big Nasty for instance right Uh, yeah I like Big Nasty. I can't lie to you. My mum likes him too. It's funny. Yeah, but 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 let's be honest, right? This is an oversized, weed smoking, weed smoking, brash, rapper, right? And so if you start, you sound like a real Benedict right now. (laughs) I don't know what Benedict means. I'm sure you've got a few in your ends. (laughs) <laughs> you're oh Benedict, you're, you're shut no no but like let's let's think about like if you if you look at those things right how many of the tropes does does his his self him as an individual like how many boxes does he tick do you know what i mean um mm. so yeah yeah he's funny and yeah yeah he's, i can't mm. i can't um take away his talent but again talent. Like, right. yeah huh? this is all the things you're saying about this guy i'm like huh yeah, what talent? Like, like and we've I evolved think, in this conversation. I feel like, we? He, like, why do we find yeah. him funny? And I feel like didn't he yeah. blow up over? Um, I want to say you. one. Yeah, and he made that one one thing that just made him blow up. And it's like I don't listen. Not to diminish anyone's talent, everyone is talented in it, but mm. his music is not particularly for me. His TV show I watched because Mo was on it. Oh, wow. Do you know what I'm saying? He's We're not... definitely at in moment on this podcast, isn't it? Stop moving away from what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is You're the genie. I don't know why Thanks. he's sort of <laughs> I don't know why he's sort of held like I don't know I don't know why we're we're sort of well, not even we, Delapo, you're talking about him as if he's extremely talented. I don't want to take away. I'm trying not to take. I think Delapa, aren't yeah. you saying that he's indoors, not that he's talented? Because I think there's a difference okay. between talent yeah, 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 and yeah. indoors. He's, he's okay. indoors. There we go. That's he's indoors, well. but like, I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to also be like. There must be. There's. There's still something there. You cannot be a. Comp- or maybe. Maybe that's a question though. He's a big you, personality maybe, for sure. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. He has a personality. Let's not take mm. that away from him. Um, but it's the endorsement, bruv. He's a household name. The boys, the guy's a household name, bro. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, again, it's just another example of what do we, what is exported out of out of our community um, to the wider to the wider community tends to always. It's like yeah, you have a tick box. It's like taking mm. an exam. It's like okay, cool. Some another black um, comedian or artist or like a scriptwriter comes through the conveyor belt and they're like all right cool does it go into the trash aisle does it go to the does it go to the um does it does it go to to the the public aisle and if you two or three of those that's it and i feel mm-hmm. like someone like um big nasty he ticks those boxes mm-hmm. i hear that last thing i want to say mm-hmm. don't hate the player hate the game yeah oh Huh? No, no, I want to hear what you say. Yeah, like we're, I think this conversation and any conversations of this sort can sometimes fall into a like 
like a diatribe of like oh like why is she perpetuating this stereotype and this caricature of like black people and why is he doing that weed smoking da, 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 uneducated when actually if we all are of the um, opinion that these caricatures were created by whiteness and that construct pre pre pre-existed um or predated um black comedy then we know that we're just playing into what we know will sell and is it a problem that we do that when we've got to put food on the table so there's consequences um and social implications but people i want to wrap up as well but like i think based on what you've said there i think there are there's the short game and the long game. And um, I think, for instance, if you look at, like, America, um, in the, I think it's early 70s, you had, like, a five-year period of, like, black exploitation films where you had, like, films like Superfly. Um, and they all sort of... The reason why it's five years is because it got boring after a while because they all sort of perpetuated this whole thing of, like, um, again, going to those three things, like murder, this pimp, hypersexualization. Um, as, as well those um and and yes it brought black audiences to go and watch those things um but but if you look at now it's taken what now another 30 years you've had you've you can get black people in the audiences as well and actually um white a white gaze on things if it's done well so like black panther for instance right where the focus and the the focus of black panther was to do with Okay, where are the cult? Where can we find culture, and where where can we use these cultural values and these cultural historical um, historical historical um, values, and where can we put this into a film and, and tell a story? How can we tell a story with that? I think it takes longer for you to get there, but there's integrity that comes with that. So I get the whole thing about eating, um, eat, mate, how do you feed your family? But I think you can feed your family, you'd remember longer when you look at um, integrity. And I think integrity of, of depiction of Black people comes from looking at our history, looking at our cultural values and portraying them instead. Yeah, but hold on. Isn't that a pr- something someone who's privileged would say? Like, it's yeah. easy to say that. But what if you come from a demographic where you don't have the time? You don't have the time to develop those kind of stories or that kind of... Okay. persona and I think so, sometimes as African diasporas living in the west in in Britain in particular it's it's sometimes difficult for us to separate ourselves from our own privilege that like yeah no why don't you just choose the integrity route why do you have to like perpetuate the negative stereotypes that hurt our community and how we're perceived but it's not right. as easy I think mm-hmm. I, I, I said as I said I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to wrap up that like, yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no. I think that um that's one thing that Akala said um, when he in Oxford Union, which has really stuck with me. And anyway, I saw him say it at the Oxford Union, um, it's what it's worth it's worth watching. Um, he talks about like black people or Af- people of African um, descent need to have two sets of notes. So in terms of two sets of notes, in terms of like what you want, what you want to achieve, what's your long term game, and also in terms of in order you to get to your long-term game you might have to have notes in terms of um what do you have to do in the short term in order to get there so i agree with you i do agree with you that um sometimes there is a thing of okay what is the mint what do i have to do for now in order to eat and i think 
Gina Yashere to an extent is a good example of that. Um, um, but also having that long-term game of actually, okay, cool. When I do can get into a position of power, what is the stories that I'm going to be able to tell and how am I going to use the power that I have to depict a different narrative? Mm, nice conclusion, Dilapo. Beautiful, man. So I have a question. Go on. Just sort of rounding up everything we sort of talked about. Where there is no sort of separation between quote-unquote black and, and culture, and where the narrative pushed are the three things that you've mentioned, Delapo, um, sexuality, low intellect and violence. Is it okay, yeah. hypersexualization? Mm-hmm. Um, is it okay for, I guess, black writers, black comedians to cathart through comedy and reap those monetary benefits? Like, is it okay for black to be a joke? I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be this moral I'm not trying to be some like moral guidance, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to create my own black black Bible. Mm. Um, but I, 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 I struggle to say this in a short, in a short way. Um, but like, do what, do what you want to do, but understand the impact. Mm. Understand, and I think that's with everything. Understand the impact of what you're doing. Um, that's, that, that's, that's going to be my stance. Understand the impact of what you're doing. Are you adding to a narrative? Um, or are you are you looking at actually how this may affect your the generations that come after you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, nice conclusion. I think I would follow a similar line to mm. Delapo. Um, I don't think it's okay that black is a joke, but mm. I think it's expected based on the construct of black as a racial construct that was intended mm. to not to put people who are racialized as black in a more inferior position to people who are racialized as white or people who are not racialized basically and are white. So I think it's not that it's okay, but it's, mm. it's quite consistent with what black was created to be. Interesting. So is black a joke guys? Yeah. To yeah. an extent. Oh, I have to agree. Uh, yeah. 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 But I don't I, think I, being African diasporan is a joke. Exactly. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make that distinction. Um, there's a difference between that that racialized being and who we are and how we're perceived, and also mm-hmm. the culture in which we we actually have as a wider community. And I think when we're talking about racialized lands, um, mm-hmm. as racialized beings, I definitely think that that is what we were made to do. We were made to be entertainers. To yeah, landing go fighters, bro. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I guess we've ended there. Black is a joke. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. We also want to hear from you guys as well. Let us know what you think. Is black a joke? You can hit us on our Instagram, what's black though? Or hit us on email, let us know your ideas. Let us know what we could talk about next at whatsblackthoughpodcast at gmail.com. See you guys in the bizzle.